0: want to tell anyone yet, because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No weird. Australia. I'm
1: not a woman. I'm not a man. I'm, I'm something, something that you'll never understand. understand. Bye. To make you happy, sir. when you are there. I love you, the dad that will go All I'm
0: New Air Australia on FBI, and I'm Stu Buchanan. How are you? Kicking off the show tonight, a couple of tracks in a row featuring Chris Keogh. We started with Red Plum and Snow and a cover of uh, The Little Man Prince's I Would Die for You. And then something there from Processed Heartworks Volume 1 above Paris with stars in our eyes. Um, we're actually joined with our first guest right now, uh, who is Chris Keel. How are you, Chris?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Chris,
0: thanks for joining us. You've come, uh, you're on tour, um, and uh, in here you're going to be playing Melbourne, Newcastle and Brisbane, but you you call home Arnhem Land up in Northern Territories. How long have you lived up there?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I grew up there. So I lived out there till I was 17, then I moved to Big Smoke of Darwin City. And um, I've been there for a long time, and then took off to Japan for a while, and then back to Arnhem Land, and um, here I am. Mm.
0: Now, I think listeners, whilst they might, Chris Keogh, they might not necessarily be familiar with the name, they're surely familiar um, with your previous project, Blastcore. Tell us about the project, for those who might not be, tell us about Blastcore because that was a long-term project for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I kind of spent the noughties being <laughs> Blastcore. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've got a sampler when I was, you know, in my early 20s and pressed the buttons for ages and then decided I was going to be able to sing and stuck it all together and just, yeah, did it for a while until, I don't know why, so I think I just kind of, yeah, I think things went bad for a while. I was like, fuck that, I'm doing, I'm doing something else. And so here we are, I've got an album of like, harp music
0: so it's called processed harp Mar- harp works uh volume one what was the kind of uh inspiration behind it how did the, how did the idea kind of first pop into your head
1: well um i spent a year living in japan in um 2000 and something 2009 i think and when i moved there because i'd never lived in a big city before and i was just like i could do anything and like top of the list was learn to play the harp right. so i rocked up i went over like i went cross town to this like fancy harp showroom rocked up looking broke as ever I didn't speak a word of japanese i was just like i've got to play the harp and they just looked at me like a total freak <laughs> but they were really kind and they like gave me a teacher and she was like oh yeah yeah and we didn't make any sense and she just like grabbed my hand and say do it like this and um, yeah after about maybe a few weeks where i'd go there every day and practice like all day they kind of realized that i was serious and then they were really cool. And so I played and played and played for that whole year. Wow. And then I moved back to Darwin. And um, the symphony orchestra there has a harp that's locked away in a storeroom at the uni. So I'd sneak in there every day in practice. I'd drag my computer in there and record. And um, yeah, so I recorded hours and hours and hours of me playing the harp. And then moved back home to Arnhem Land for a while just for a break. And um, locked down and mucked around with the software. And out came the album.
0: And what was the particularly about the harp? Because, I mean, you can, you know, you can, there are many, um, you know, there, there are many string instruments, I suppose, that, are, that have a kind of sense, the same kind of sense of beauty, I suppose. But what is it that, that particularly about the harp that was the that kind of drew you towards it?
1: I don't know, like, I just love the sound and like I kind of thought, oh, it's really cool and beautiful and, you know, kind of looks really impressive at the same time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when I first played one, like you don't get it until it's like resting on like your chest like mm. it's it's got a, like a bigger range in a piano so it's got super super low notes down one end and super super high at the other end and you just play these chords and it just like resonates against your like body and it's like oh my god it's so beautiful <laughs> yeah so I was hooked straight away cuz you can i guess you can feel that right you can feel yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. resonance
0: right up quite high up quite close to your your heart as well yeah totally it's yeah. really
1: um is yeah. it heavy is it like a when you're um, resting on it? Is it yeah, oh, you it? try and balance it so that it's kind of balanced, so it's not leaning on you and it's not falling over. So if you're doing everything right, it doesn't weigh like right, it's right. like a feather. Right. But of course, you do everything wrong, and it's like <laughs> you get the sorest back at the end of the day. And
0: so, when you're playing live, I mean, uh, obviously, we're talking about uh, now processing. So, how does it translate to playing live? You kind of you have all your original samples set up, and uh, yeah,
1: well, I'm. Yeah. Um, Year, a couple of, like three or four years ago, those mono-me things came out, like mm. thing with masses of buttons and lights and stuff. It's bizarre little box. Mm. Anyway, I saw a picture on YouTube one day and saw someone playing it. I was like, that's mine. So I went, like, I spent like two grand and bought one and went totally broke, but I've been playing it ever since and it's the most awesome live mm. tool. Like, You can totally, totally improvise in real time on it. So yeah, I've just kind of cut bits of the tracks from the album mm. just into kind of, blocks and chunks of stuff that I can work with and then everything's totally on the fly from there
0: yeah right um, I think I saw you play that so it's white right the 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 box it's buttons. just a box and it's got yeah. orange buttons that yeah, just kind of yeah, flash yeah. in your press yeah Cause yeah because because you played under Blascore I think a couple of years ago in Newcastle as part of Sound Summit um you know and it was it was a wild night but you were you kind of started the night just sitting squatting down at the front of the stage with nothing but this kind of white box and it was very serene you know it's, <laughs> it, it had this kind of even though it's you know this kind of uh advanced piece of technology there's something quite kind of it has a very minimal aesthetic the equipment yeah, yeah. as well
1: and you can actually see what people are doing when they're playing like mm. it's not like checking your email you know you watch <laughs> watching people at gigs and checking their emails oh, it kills it's me so it's so but true but yeah 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 so I'm um, yeah. it's fully real time and the good thing is about it, it's it's just like being in a band and playing guitar like you can stuff up and you can have a really shit gig or a really good gig depending on how you play yeah
0: right and you can respond to the totally. vibe of the evening and all the rest
1: and of it. that's what yeah. I'm all I'm I'm more than happy to have a brilliant gig or a rubbish gig, like yeah. It's I, got to, You've got to have the chance of it all falling to bits for it to be exciting. <laughs> that's right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's that live gig lottery. Um, <laughs> let's hear another track from the album. We we heard above Paris with stars in their eyes. Let's take another one and then we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the story, if you like, behind the album. This one's called Secretly Knowing We'd Never Be the Same. <laughs> Brand new album, Processed Heartworks, Volume 1. That's Chris Keogh on FBI and secretly knowing we'd never be the same. Chris is joining us here on New Year Australia in the studio. Um, Chris, the album, Processed Heartworks, Volume 1, I mean, part of the story is um, what we've just been talking about in terms of you kind of, um, you know, that extreme entry ruthlessly um, spending time learning the harp and just conquering the beast um, but there's also a sort of narrative to the album as well I believe right Tells, tell us how what's the story if you like of the
1: of the music yeah well i kind of been writing this album for like over months and months and months and ending up with heaps of tracks and I was like what do I like I was like okay i got to call it, so I've got to work on something here like I was like it's starting they like, just had the numbers the names with the dates that I'd done them and it was it looked really rubbish. <laughs> and I was just kind of Yeah, and I'm, I don't know, they kind of in a certain order they all tell a story and so yeah, the track listing just kind of I don't know, it's kind of like a it's like a sad love story for I don't know, like space people on a space station or something. I don't know, like the when you process the harp you get all this really nice twinkly high end mm, stuff and yeah. this weird rumbling as well and Yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to make really kind of beautiful noise music. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's something kind of um, you know, spectral
0: if that's the right word about it, you know, that that, it, that does conjure up that sense of um, you know, heavenly is probably quite a trite way of describing it, but that certainly that sense of celestial uh kind of feel to it as well,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. I think um I don't know, yeah, there's some I can't make, for as much as I could try, I can't make happy music. (laughs) I could try like mad, but it just doesn't... There's always some kind of tinge of melancholy, and that's kind of what's beautiful to me, and no matter what I try and do, that's kind of how it ends up. Mm, mm. So I'm just going with it now. Well, it's true because,
0: I mean, both Blascore and even to a certain extent your other project, Red Plum and Snow, um, you know, some of that material was covered material, covering songs that are happy songs, But actually, the the tinge that you put on it, as we heard at the top there with that Prince track, a very melancholy reading of that. Um, So it would be fair to say that that is something that um, it's not new for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't write party anthems.
0: (laughs) Uh Tell us about Red Plum and Snow.
1: Is that still? I mean, that was an album that came out um,
0: maybe what nine months ago or so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, um, It's just a two piece me and like my best friend Gretchen. So she lives in Darwin, and we we've played music together for about ten years. We used to be a band back in the day. It was really embarrassing. We were called Space Cruiser Thirty Five Stories High, and I played the sampler and she sang, and it was kind of like a really kind of bad, noisy Porter's head or something. Sounds good.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, we we rocked out, but um, yeah. uh she went away and I went away, and when we both ended up in the same town again together. We'd, um, I'd been, I'd finally been brave enough to start singing, and um, yeah, and we'd, I've always, like, I've actually got a degree in like classical guitar, so I've always right, been a guitarist, right. but just wanted to make more noise than anything else. <laughs> but um, yeah, we both just got the guitar. We we're gonna have a guitar band, and we just, you know, we just kind of, you know, write songs to each other and yeah, and sing and yeah. It's more therapy than anything. I was going to say, but yeah, it's beautiful. I really, I really enjoy it. And um, yeah, we're working on we're working on a new one already. So um, great, great. Yeah. Well,
0: that one. I mean, that and uh, the the blastcore mega retrospective, the kind of ten year retrospective, are both available um, through Bandcamp um, through Blascore.Bandcamp bandcamp and Red Plum and Snow. Yeah, bandcamp um, if you Download wanna, them, download them if you want to check out those releases. So uh, you're after tonight's gig in Sydney. You're off to um, to Melbourne um, and Brisbane and Newcastle. And, and what's after that? Because um, I noticed that you called this album Volume One.
1: Ah, yeah. So I'm um, tour action. So next weekend. Um, so this weekend Sydney. Next weekend Melbourne. The weekend after that Newcastle and Brisbane. Weekend after that back to Darwin. And Volume One because. I'm going to be playing a harp for the rest of my life. Like, so... There's plenty of room to move. The only technical problem at the moment is I don't actually own one. That is a bit of a problem. Yes. 30 grand. Wow. And- I know, I know. I've been saving like mad. I'm like, <laughs> I'm more than halfway there and it's just like... I just need something to fall into place and I'll, I'll be and sorted.
0: Is that like... Uh, is it a trade in second-hand harps? Is there
1: a... Um, there is, but um, they come up so rarely in Australia and... um. They don't really lose their value because they're awesome things. Mm, sure. Yeah, yeah, and like you can still buy ones from the 1800s.
0: And I imagine it's a, a bitch to try and get that on Qantas as well.
1: Oh, I t- yeah. <laughs> I tried <laughs> to take one back from Japan. Like I was going to just, like, I tried to sell everything I'd ever owned. And the, like, I couldn't, it wouldn't fit on the plane that I was going on. Yeah, right. right. Like, so, so what did you do with it? Case- well, I didn't end up buying it.
0: <laughs> right, right, because it was just no in, intent. Yeah, and
1: in. I didn't want to like kind of hawk. Hock- I don't know life. that
0: these are the little like, tiny ones. They're like a mini harp sort of thing. There so, are,
1: but... just not the same, is they it? They sound rubbish. I, <laughs> I can't know. really go out
0: on stage with a little mini harp. No, no, no.
1: It. Like, yeah, I've been looking. There's these electric ones that don't have a body that are about five grand that I could go and get. But, like, it's just not the same. People would look at you funny. It's like having an electric keyboard. <laughs> it's like, come on.
0: Thanks, Chris, for coming in. And um, let's go out on this one uh, called... I held on so tight as our whole world disintegrated. Thanks very much.
1: Okay, (laughs) cheers. See ya.
0: There'll be no work done today in Sydney. A million of us are on the move, swarming into the streets like bees in the sun. No weird. Australia.